0: When I typically write a book, I go over every single paragraph until I can read it and it doesn't ping me. It doesn't ping me with irritation like, that's not right, that's not right. And it has to do with the writing and has to do with the structure of the sentence and the structure of the paragraph and where that paragraph is in relation to everything else because it has to flow seamlessly. Stevens. I'm the New York Times and award winning New York Times bestselling and award winning author of the Vanessa Michael Monroe series. Oh no, let me back up. Kick ass <laughs> Vanessa Michael Monroe series. I have to do that for Steve, you know. This is the Taylor Stevens show, with Steve Campbell, and today Steve's got the topic, so I'm gonna throw it over to him.
1: Alright, and this is a follow up from last week's show, where we talked about the YA novel, The Unnamed. YA novel,
0: and can we put quotes around YA too?
1: Yes, yes. Let's <laughs> let's imagine these quotes around both unnamed and YA. And YA, exactly. <laughs> the unnamed quote unquote YA quote unquote novel. Anyway, uh, you went through a process with that, and if 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 this is your first episode, go back and listen to the one before this, immediately before this, and and all of this will make more sense. But you. Finished the book in in your mind, the book was finished, and you sent it out to some people to read, and then you got busy with some other things, and then you realized you weren't really finished with the book, and you spent four months rewriting it after having finished it before. Now yeah. well, you, you have been for for all of your career, you have written under contract. yes, and contracts come with deadlines dates, uh commitments, things that you have to do. So, uh, you know, the sh- this show is about when is a book done? Essentially, that's that's going to be the title or, or the topic for the show. But when it's under contract, it's probably one thing, and when it's a work uh that that's speculative that you're you're writing to see what might may happen with it, it's not under contract, it's at least in this case, it was a completely different thing. So how do you know when the book is done, and what did you learn in the uh, quote-unquote YA project uh, process?
0: Um, Okay, so that's two different questions. Um, How do you know when the book is done? (laughs) I guess that kind of depends on what your end goal is. For me, my end goal is selling it to a publisher, so it's done when they say it's done. (laughs) Um, When... Either way, I suppose, whether I was to self publish it or not, it would be done when my editor signed off on it. Well because I would I would never I would never self publish a book without solid editorial guidance. So it's done when the
1: editor says it's done, but this book doesn't have an editor. The quote unquote Correct. YA book doesn't have an editor, and you've you've already gone through two processes when it's done. There are gonna be a lot of listeners to this show who aren't writing under contract and don't have uh, a publishing editor, and they may be wondering. You know, I'm on the seventh draft of this novel. I think it's pretty good. Uh, how how can I know that it's time to send it to my editor that I'm paying to edit this book? Because if you send it too early, it's going to cost you a small fortune.
0: Yeah, right. You know that is the most frustrating thing that I experienced with this particular story was that I couldn't tell anymore like w- so I'm going to back up a little bit because it, it makes a little more sense if if you get the whole story of what happened is that I thought it was finished and I sent it to test readers and I they I got really good response so I sent it to my agent and I got fabulous response from her she had some you know she doesn't specialize in young adult even though she has some context but there's someone in her agency who specializes in that so she got her colleague to read the first hundred pages and he had some really good points and suggestions and so um i took all of that under advisement and i did some more rewrites and cleanups and whatever and sent it to her well she she started submitting it and it got when my agent submits she doesn't submit to everybody. She handpicks editors that she feels would be a good fit for the book and for me as an author. And we got turned down by every single one of them. The frustrating thing was the reason why they turned down the book was never the same. And as an author, rejection can come in really handy because you can find reasons for what's not working in that rejection. But we couldn't could get grasp on it. And so I had messed with it enough to that point that I, I didn't know what wasn't working. I, I couldn't tell. Is it the story? Is it the characters? What's not working? Well, in my position, I have the luxury of knowing people in publishing. And I have a very good friend who's an editor. And I asked her as a favor to me, could she please read it and tell me what I'd done wrong? Because I couldn't tell. At that point, I'd spent so much time with this. I was so afraid that if I went in trying to fix it, that I would ruin the things that were working and botch the things that, you know, and, and fix things that shouldn't have been there to begin with because I couldn't see it. And, and so...
1: Let, let me stop you here yeah. as, as you're <clears throat> and sewing. Um, because I think a lot of people are in exactly this position because with your other work there's there has been this support system and this is a different thing you've had to go outside you knew people um, who could help you and to identify some of that things but we've all been in that position where you just don't know whether to change one more thing because the last thing you changed made it worse and so then you undo that and and you you don't know if it's done or not so it it i I, I just think this is sort of an interesting case study because of the two different paths that, that you're on with this book not being under contract. It was a completely different scenario and it flummoxed you.
0: It, it did. And, and I'm still not sure what's going to happen with it. But my friend did eventually read it and she did get back with me. And, you know, it was a really, really hard thing for her because she loves me and she loves my work. And she just flat out said, this is not your best work. But she couldn't put her finger on it either. And she had a few suggestions that she thought might be helpful to me. Um, And we spent at least an hour talking about them and digging down. And we came up with worse solutions. And it didn't have to do with the story. It had to do with what I refer to as death by a thousand paper cuts. There was just so many little instances in the story that, um, I had let slide. I was, when I typically write a book, I, I go over every single paragraph until I can read it. And it doesn't ping me. It doesn't ping me with irritation. Like that's not right. That's not right. And it has to do with the writing and has to do with the structure of the sentence and the structure of the paragraph and where that paragraph is in relation to everything else, because it has to flow seamlessly. And the story didn't flow seamlessly, and there just seemed to be something missing in it. And, and the only person in the end who could figure out what was missing in it was me. But the only way that I could do that was to go back to it and gut it and just start over, not, not change the story. The story was working. It just needed a little, it needed stuff added to it, but it needed to be sentence by sentence rewritten and take out stuff that didn't matter and put stuff in, but only I could do it, but I could only do that after somebody pointed me in the right direction and basically rubbed my nose in it. So at this point, I would say the book is finished pre-editorial um, because I know that I have gotten it as good as I can get it. Um, you know, could, could it be better written? Yeah, maybe. Is it worth the extra you know, months of agony to make the sentences a little more perfect? No, not really. Does it work the way it does now? Well, for those who like this type of story, it should work. Um, it, can, can I do better on my own? No, I can't. And that's what happened with The Informationist, too. I, the Informationist was my first book. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never written a story before. I'd never taken a writing course. I got that book as good as I could personally get it. And at that point, I knew I needed help. I was like, this is as good as I can do. That's when the book was done. Now, with this young adult novel, I didn't do as good as I could do the first time around. I wasn't aware of it until somebody rubbed my nose in it. But once I realized I can do better than this and I set out to do better than this, I did. And I gave it the same effort and quality that I've given everything else that I've ever done. So I guess maybe through talking this out, I just finally came up with the answer to your question, which is the book is finished when you can't do any better than what you've already done.
1: You did kind of work yourself to a really good answer there.
0: <laughs> it was accidental. <laughs>
1: All right. Now, you talked about – I'm going I'm to get into the nitty-gritty details of this because I'm going through it myself right now. And it's no, mine is nowhere near uh, the best I can do. And the best I can do is nowhere near the worst you could do. But it, it, I'm still trying to get to the best that I can do. But you're talking about this sentence-by-sentence sentence process. That, that you're going through. And how do, you, how do you tie the sentence by sentence process together with the story? Because, you know, you, you tweak a sentence or a word on page 11, it might impact something on page 73. Right. So how do you do that? And, and, and what comes first? Is it, were you completely satisfied that the story was fine and then you went into this line by line editing process?
0: Well, in that particular instance, I already had a complete story, right? And no, the story wasn't fine. And so I was rewriting the story and the line by lines at the same time, but I already had the bird's eye view of the entire picture. So I guess you could say I was working with a first draft. That's the equivalent of what many first drafts would be, where you have the first draft, but then you need to go back in and fine tune it. And, um, I mean, we we had that quote on one of our previous shows. I think it was that quote where, or no, it wasn't. It was a different Hemingway quote. But you know, basically, I think Hemingway say every, every first draft is shit, right?
1: But that wasn't your first draft. You'd been through the, you'd been through it, and you thought it was done.
0: Right. So it, but in the end, it was a first draft because that's what I was starting with when I did the rewrite. Okay. So, so you treated
1: I, it like a first. I treated
0: draft. it like a first draft. Okay. Uh, some people have an ear for music. Some people can't sing at all, they're tone deaf. Some people have an eye for art, and some people just don't get it. And, you know, some people can play sports, and other people just can't catch a ball to save their lives. I have an ear for words. I have an ear for cadence. Um, And... And I'm thankful for that because I don't think I could do what I do without that because I don't have any formal education to teach me what my ear has taught me. So that helps a lot when I'm going through and doing this editing process because a lot of times I'll have a sentence that works perfectly, but it's not the right place in the paragraph. And I will juggle those sentences around until they are properly slotted in the paragraph So that the paragraph flows in a logical, coherent stream of thought so that the movie isn't interrupted as the reader is reading it. And sometimes it takes juggling them around for five minutes before I go, okay, that's the way it's all supposed to fit together. So when I'm going through it line by line, the sentence has to work and it has to work within the paragraph. And that paragraph has to be at the right place in the story as well. And... Doing that, it prevents redundancies. It prevents things showing up multiple times. I mean, there are people who say that I'm redundant in some ways, but usually it's deliberate. <laughs> Just did, didn't work for them, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, when, when I'm going through it and doing a rewrite, it is, it is rewriting for story, and it's rewriting for character, and it's rewriting for plot, and it's rewriting for the actual words on the page.
1: All right, so you don't have a process where maybe the, the first edit is dialogue, the second edit is setting, the third edit is something else. You just go through it and try and fix everything at one time, essentially.
0: Yes, and I'll, I'll go through it several times because when you're that close to it, you don't see it. Like, I'll write something, and it just makes perfect sense to me, and it seems great, and I'll come and look at it the next day and go, what the bleep was I thinking? This sucks. <laughs> so the rewrite process is a lot like that, too, where you rewrite it, and usually I find that— um, it comes in layers like the first the first version of it's going to be a lot of what's happening to who. The second version of it is going to be adding the the colors and the texture to it and things that got missed along the way that helped to deepen it. And then the next layer is going to be the emotional impact. I have to feel the words. I have to feel the page. And if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. Um, if I can't feel the character, and that's a lot of what was wrong in that first draft, is there I couldn't feel the characters. But I let it go because I didn't think it was, you know, as, as necessary in that type of, is a different type of, of story. So if you can't feel the characters, no one else is going to feel them either. So sometimes that's a lot of... Um, Sometimes that's a lot of uh, that gets inserted in the in the rewrites is these little sentences here or there that help to clarify character motivation, help to solidify what somebody the the colors of their emotions, I suppose you could say. And um, but that's more of an editing process, not necessarily like by the time the rewrites are done those things should be done as well for me. Like, those are more like drafts. Those different layers are drafts, first draft, second draft, third draft. And then when I'm finally finished with all of that, then I'll go through it again and really go over it with that fine tooth line by line. And I guess you could say I'm line editing my own work.
1: It sounds like it. And then in the past, what's happened is you've sent it off then to your editor. You, you probably kept working at it until the deadline and then you send it off to the editor and then you get something back. Are you ever like, Oh my God, you know, how could, how could that have been in there when I've been through this 9,000 times?
0: Yes. Uh, it's happened, uh, both ways where it's stuff that, um, I, I, I mean like by the time I send something off to my editor, I, I'm already convinced that it's the best thing since sliced bread. Not really, but that's mm-hmm. what I want to hear them say. So when they come back with, well, what about this? And this is, you know, this this whole sequence just drags out too long, and maybe we could do this and whatever, I'm just like, ah, because <laughs> A, it means more work and damn it, no. But they're like 95% of the time they're right. And, you know, you ignore their advice at their peril because they're seeing it with fresh eyes, right? Um, there have been times when um It's not been the best situation, and I've gotten feedback that I was 100% convinced was wrong. And when that's happened, my standard view, and this is also what helped me in doing this rewrite on the young adult book, is they may not be right, but they're seeing something wrong. And I might not agree with what they're seeing is wrong, but something's not working, and I need to figure that out. So... By doing that, it's always strengthened the story because it's either involved cutting stuff or changing stuff. Um, and the the best relationship, the best editorial relationships I've had is when it's um, we're working together. it's not it's not me against them. It is how can we both make this book better? And to really learn to listen and hear what they're saying and then present my point of view, in such a way that I'm, they know that I'm open for them to come back and say, well, the way I, I feel this way because, and it, it it's a really good good experience. But the stuff that I don't get back from them saying how could I miss it is like words yeah. or p- punctuation and all. I just don't even care. I mean, I my punctuation is so bad that I don't even care. It's like you fix it. The copy editor will fix it. So for me, it's more. When I'm working with the editor, it's more story. So the hardest one is when they say this scene, it's moving too slow. We need to speed this up because that's going to involve the most work, especially when I feel that there was some level of knowledge imparted in that scene that's necessary. So it's how to keep that in there with but get rid of the scene, like how to keep that knowledge. And so it's a lot of brain work to figure that out. And so that's why I'm just like, ah, because I don't want to do the work. <laughs> I have to.
1: And when you get the editorial letter back, I, is that the right term, the editorial letter or yes. what, whatever it is, um, when you get it back, Presumably, there's a deadline. At least, if if you're working under contract, because by that time there is a publication date and the booksellers are ordering the books, and so you're under a great deal of pressure to get it done and get it done right and get it done on time. So, how much time do you actually have normally for that?
0: I don't actually know. I I'm trying. I'm racking my brain now. I've slept since the last edit. Um, <laughs> I I think with the first edit. There's a lot of flexibility on time, because um, they know that that first edit can be a lot of work. And it's not like we need this back in two weeks. But as you get further into the process, especially when you're doing first pass pages and second pass pages, which for those who haven't read my emails on it yet, um, once the editor has signed off on it, it gets copy edited. So you usually have about two weeks to get the copy at its back because you're approving or disapproving every single every single change that they're suggesting um and then they're gonna lay it out in um like. The way it's going to look in a book, and they're going to print it on a normal uh, letter size page, and and send that, or digitally send it to you. That's your first pass. You're doing a first pass. You'll do that one more time, second pass. Sometimes third pass. And each of those, they, they there's pretty short deadline. You know, two weeks or less to get those back. But the editorial process itself, they expect that that's going to take more time.
1: Okay, and you mentioned if, if you haven't. If you haven't read about this on the email list, that's going to be our call to action, and, and we've essentially run out of time this week. So, call to action is if this kind of thing interests you, go to taylorstevensbooks.com and sign up for Taylor's email list because there's a lot of this type of information there. This has been a this has been a good show. This was uh, this was a fun topic. I'm glad we did this.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we did it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what we call the free consulting part of the uh, podcasting world,
0: right? And uh, this is where I just make stuff up and hope it sounds good. So, no, I, I mean, I, I really feel like a dunce sometimes because I do make so many mistakes going along the way. But I'm learning, and I'm happy to pass that knowledge on to other people and hope that they can save themselves the, the drama. And
1: sometimes when you're when you're going through this and you're in your little office doing this stuff or on your couch or wherever you do your writing, um, you don't know you don't know what other people have gone through, so it's always helpful to hear. Uh, what people like you have gone through and, and how your process has evolved. So that's Good. one of the I'll reasons keep, I ask keep on all these making questions. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. please so do. And then sharing <laughs> the answer with us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. Come back again next week to hear Taylor's latest mistake and how she resolved
0: it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening.